I'm Gabby Hi, I'm Emily Fennigan. Hi, it's Keith Bradshaw. Hi, this is Holly Evans. And I'm Ben Hook. In conjunction with Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, this is Hooked on Sport. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hooked on Sport podcast for a bonus episode. Today, I wanted to share with you a recent conversation I had with Matt Leo. If you don't know who Matt Leo is, but you're into American sport, you're going to hear a lot about him in the not-too-distant future. He is now a part of NFL club, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the latest chapter in Leo's made-in-Hollywood tale of an apprentice plumber in Adelaide who, through sheer determination, has become a pro in a sport he knew nothing about six years prior. Here's the recap. Working on the River Torrens footbridge in 40-degree weather, Leo longed for something better. A plumbing colleague told him about a smattering of Australians cutting it as punters in the US. It was enough for Leo to pursue the dream at any cost, beginning at a junior college in the Arizona desert to Iowa State University, and this week the biggest show in the US, but not as a punter. The hulking Leo, at 125 kilograms and 200 centimetres, is a defensive end whose major responsibility is to tackle the opposition quarterback. It's as likely as a sumo wrestler winning an Olympic gold medal in rhythmic gymnastics. I talk with South Australia's first ever NFL selection, Matt Leo, after this. Hi, this is Jeff Trudinsky from the Aussie Spirit and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. Uh, Matt Leo, congratulations. Thanks, mate. I'm proud to be a part of this, man. Um, what a remarkable couple of days you've had. Just tell us how you found out. Uh, yeah, so uh, after the draft, um, after the last round of draft went on, we were uh, called and uh, announced that we were allocated, one of the four were allocated into this program. So Monday, um, that's when the excitement happened. The GM from the team had called me and announced that I was coming to Philadelphia. The International Pathway Program, uh, I think it was supposed to be a, a training block. I imagine that was uh, suspended or postponed, was it? Yeah, so we were uh, we were forced to have our pro day on uh, March 17th, which was uh, two weeks earlier than we were supposed to have it, just because of obviously the lockdown that was starting to happen over the US. So yeah, things were cut a little bit short out in IMG. Tell me what it was like uh, contacting family and telling them what had happened. I mean, it was the most memorable moment for me and just incredible feeling to uh, to have called my dad. I mean, he was he was in bed and he answered the phone and I had told him that I was going to Philadelphia and he uh, he broke down, started crying. And I mean, that's when it really hit me. You know, he really hit home that, you know, and he was announcing that he was so proud of me and that's when it really sunk in that, you know, this is a reality now. So that's uh, something, a moment that I will always cherish telling my parents. Where's dad base now? Uh, both both my family members, my parents are uh, in uh, Adelaide, Australia, still. Yeah. From Semaphore. So they're still in Semaphore. Yes. Yep. Still all in Semaphore. Ah, oh, fantastic. One other question I want to ask you is about Luca Falcone. I think was the plumber who you work for, who's actually done some media here and just talked about you in glowing terms. Just uh, re- what what was it like working with Luca and all of that team back here in Adelaide all that all those times ago? Yeah, they uh, they were incredible times for me, man. It was, you know, we had, uh, you know, work sites where some of us lads would all be there for one year. So, you know, you build these relationships with guys that you see every day for a year. So 
Um, you know, them boys I, I cherish, man. And, you know, the company that I worked for, Highmarsh Plumbing, you know, is something that I was uh, proud to be at. And, you know, they told me if uh, football ever ended that I'd uh, always have a job there. So um, if I ever come back to Adelaide, I'll be knocking on their door. <laughs> Could you imagine that? We'd like to think that that's a, that's a, a way away now. That's a long time away still, yes. <laughs> Ref- reflecting on those days, I mean, are you even surprised at where you've come? I know that you're very single-minded, you're very driven, and uh, we've spoken quite a lot. And, and it's clear to me that uh, once you set your mind onto a goal, you are absolutely determined to achieve it. And I sort of had a chuckle to myself that you could have decided to become an Olympic gymnast and you'd be selected for Tokyo by now. That's sort of the way you think. But <laughs> Uh, reflecting on where you were at and where you've got to, you know, do you look back and you must be, there must be a level of pride, but almost a sense of, uh, wow, you, you, you almost can't believe you've done what you've done. Every day, you know, every day I think about it for a second, wherever I'm sitting in a quiet time, I reflect, you know, what something triggers a moment where I remember in junior college where I was and what sparked that, you know, thought. And it's incredible, man, the journey to have gone, you know, from a junior college in the middle of nowhere in Arizona to, you know, an incredible college that had a fan base that, you know, brought out 80 to, you know, 100,000 in some games, you know, to now this next level and playing in the highest level of football. It's words can never describe, you know, the feeling and how grateful I'm, I am, you know, to have this opportunity. But there are so many people that have, you know, come into my life and blessed me and given me this chance to, you know, fulfill these dreams. Third Australian uh, at the Eagles alongside Jordan and Cameron. Should we change the Philadelphia Eagles name to the Philadelphia Emus? <laughs> yes, mate. I love it. Yes, we need to uh, we need to make this uh, a little thing, a, a little chant for us or something in, on game days. Um, <laughs> it's the Australian takeover now of the Philadelphia. <laughs> I heard there's a nice community out there and now Jordan and Cameron and Myself out there, we need to have a slogan going on for Philadelphia. <laughs> um, what's your message to the people of Adelaide, and what, what does what does the town mean to you? Adelaide, it's you know, it's where I'm born and raised. I'm so proud, you know, to see that name and number that I wear, and the location of where I was born on my locker. You know, I every day that I went to Iowa State, I saw Adelaide, Australia above my name and my number. And it was, it was something I was so proud to have. So, you know, seeing on the papers now that, you know, it has my name printed on it, it's something that I wear with pride. You know, going into this next phase of, you know, to Philadelphia, it's something I want to do and continuously make Adelaide proud. Uh, having been through what you've been able to achieve, what's a message to a young South Australian lad, perhaps growing up uh, somewhere around a suburb like Semaphore and thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, man, I love their messages. You know, when they, whenever they come in on social media, I love replying to, you know, young kids with a dream. You know, anything is possible. Whatever you love, you know, and whatever you want to pursue, you know, my message is always the same. You know, you hold the pen to your future and, you know, you write your future. So whatever you want to do and whatever, nothing is out of your, your grasp. So chase your dreams and never, never fall short. Just always believe in yourself. This town talks about uh, Taylor Walker, about um, the Corns brothers and all of those big uh, football names, Travis Head and Jason Gillespie, those sorts of cricket names. How are you going to deal with being uh, talked about in similar tones now? <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's, it's new to me. You know, I never wanted to be the one to be fussed over. 
you know, I, you know, always am the person that likes to, you know, bring up others. So, you know, being, you know, being spoken about in a different environment is now going to be new to me. And, you know, I don't know if anyone will recognize me in Adelaide, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I'm going to have to get used to. And, you know, I'll wear that with pride. I would love to help anyone and be an advocate for anyone who's, you know, wanting to chase this dream or, you know, have an opportunity to do something. You do stand out anyway, mate, regardless of whether you're famous or not. You're not hard to miss in a crowd. <laughs> yes, mate. I know I'm a little bit uh, too tall and struggle to find clothes in Australia. So I'm um, uh, luckily that I'm in the US now and have clothes big enough to fit me. <laughs> last one, mate. That Torrens footbridge that um, the last time we spoke, we were there. Uh, just reflect back on uh, where you were back then and, you know, almost the metaphor. I mean, you didn't cross a bridge because you've climbed a mountain here, but. Um, uh, what what that means to have been working on that bridge that's complete and now you've uh, you've you've completed a remarkable first part of a journey. Yeah, mate. I mean that bridge is what started this. You know that location and um, being there on that day during that time with the tradesmen that I had. Um, you know I wouldn't be sitting here today without that work site and that bridge. So that bridge is very sentimental to me, and you know that one person that you know, spark this conversation with me is the reason that I'm sitting here today. So it will always uh, be the most special part of Adelaide to me. Right, we got the message yesterday that community sport here uh, is coming out the other side of the pandemic. So uh, very exciting that uh, young South Australians are going to get the opportunity to slowly but surely get back into competitive sport. I love that. You know, I know Australia is itching to get moving again and get out of the house. And, you know, I heard it's uh, on its past the seventh day of you know, no new, you know, issues of coronavirus. So, you know, I know Australia's itching to get out to the beaches and parks again and, and to get moving. Mate, uh, so great to chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Mickey Palmer, he sent me the text message with all the links to your selection. It came through about five o'clock in the morning, woke me up. There's there's a lot of love here for you, mate. Man. <laughs> I love Mickey, man. I messaged him already two days ago. Ben, I appreciate your time, mate. Thank you, mate. Re- appreciate yours. Go well. We're going to be watching with so much interest and can't wait to see you when you get back for a couple of days off. Most definitely, Ben. Take care until then. Hi, I'm Bruce McAvaney, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. So if you ever want to see someone succeed, it's Matt. He has poured every inch of his enormous frame into becoming an NFL player, and against all odds, he made it. And wouldn't it be amazing to see Matt take the field for the Eagles when the NFL returns in September? So that's the sack on this bonus episode. Thanks for listening. We'll continue to deliver these entertaining chats as well as the latest updates on what you need to know about the return to sport. Things are changing rapidly, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest episodes. As always, our gratitude to Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation with support from Business SA and SA Health. Hooked on Sport is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Say hi and let us know how your club is doing as we return to sport. Thanks to Ben Watson, who wrote and recorded the musical intro to Hooked on Sport, and to the show's producers, Wallace Long and Desiree McMahon. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you soon at Hooked on Sport.